Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's up, everybody? Thank you for jumping on the Steelers to go, your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. I'm Noel Schreckbein here every single Monday through Friday. Find me on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today I want to tell you why I'm confident in Matt Canada's offense. And no, it has nothing to do with Matt Canada himself. In fact, I've spoken openly before, especially with Derek Bell on All Steelers Talk, that I don't believe Matt Canada even knows how to run an offense correctly. It's been a long time since the Steelers' offensive coordinator has run a successful offense. You have to go back. I question how we got here. How did the Steelers end up in a situation with Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator? He comes to Pittsburgh to be their quarterback's coach after a gap between his last coaching job in college and the NFL. Before that, there were down years, very, very rough down years. And then before that, he had a very successful season at Pitt. Everybody remembers that. But everybody seems to only remember that when it comes to talking about the accomplishments of Matt Canada. And I think that's correct. When you talk about Matt Canada, there's not a ton of good to say because he hasn't had a ton of success within his coaching career. It's concerning. And it's shown itself. There are times that you watch Matt Canada's offense and you say, "Eh, I don't even think that anyone knows what's going on here. There's questions Involving the wide receivers, I'm not positive that the offensive coordinator understands how to write route concepts that will get guys open. Shifts and pre-snap motions, there's a ton of them, and we're seeing way more at minicamp and OTAs, and we'll likely see even more at training camp. None of it seems to be effective. When the Kansas City Chiefs run motions and pre-snap movement, you know they're doing something. There's purpose behind everything. With Matt Canada's offense, it just seems to be filling a void, trying to add some flair. And then there's all this talk about getting guys who have skills the ball to make plays. But we've never seen that. And yeah, you have to adjust to your quarterback. And with Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback last season, you have to run a Ben Roethlisberger-styled offense. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's not somebody you ignore when you're game planning for. That being said, there should have been more of a twist to allow Ben Roethlisberger not to carry the offense, and there wasn't. The Steelers ran a very basic styled offense, almost as if Matt Canada was afraid to let his offense speak for itself. That's an issue this season as well, because Matt Canada has to develop an offense for his quarterback. 
but it has to be a Matt Canada-styled offense developed for Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph. That's concerning. It will remain concerning because we don't know if that's going to be effective. But I will tell you that I do believe the Steelers' offense will find success in 2022. Why? Because it took a while, and there's still one giant looming question, and that is the offensive line. And the offensive line will remain the biggest factor within Pittsburgh. The success of 2022 comes down to whether or not James Daniels, Mason Cole, and a developed Dan Moore Jr. and Chuk Sikorafor and Kevin Dotson can regroup themselves after an absolutely terrible 2021 season. If it could happen, the Steelers' offense is looking really good. If it can't happen, it's going to be a rough year. But we'll sit on the side of optimism. We'll look at this half glass full, and we'll act as if the Steelers did do something because they did to address their offensive line. Hopefully it's enough. And again, we'll act as if it is. This is why I'm confident in Matt Canada's offense. Because of the players. You could say whatever you'd like about Mitchell Trubisky, but Mitchell Trubisky at one time was a winning quarterback. In fact, he was a playoff quarterback. The number two overall pick has not had the career that he's wanted. He's not seen the success that he hoped for when he came into the NFL. And I'm not going to take the, oh, well, he sat behind Josh Allen, so he's revived, he's regrouped, and he's ready to win. I don't believe that. But I do believe that Mitchell Trubisky carries a skill set to work within Pittsburgh's offense and with the weapons around him. We've talked a lot about Najee Harris, and we'll continue to talk about Najee Harris. Najee Harris wins this team football games in 2022. Najee Harris is the bell cow, the X factor, and the main source of success for the Steelers' offense moving forward and until proven otherwise. The Steelers need to find a way to relieve some pressure from him and take some carries away, but like we talked about yesterday, that comes down to seven snaps a game and finding a way to utilize those seven snaps without making yourself predictable or wasting seven snaps of offense. If Najee Harris can stay healthy, this offense is going to operate just fine because they have a running back that will carry the team and open up gateways for everyone else. Then you have your skill position. The Steelers have had their issues when it comes to receivers and tight ends in the past. It's been a while of just mixing and matching guys, hoping that things click. And really, since the Antonio Brown Juju Smith rookie year, the Steelers have not had a group that's this good. Really, it might be 10 years now since the Steelers have had a group this good. Right now, Chase Claypool seems like the odd man out with the biggest potential. If Chase Claypool has a, a top three receiver year like he's predicting for himself, the Steelers' offense is on an entirely new level of success. Because right now, he seems like the black sheep that you're looking at and hoping, man, I hope you do something good, but I'm worried. Because you're very hit or miss. Tons of, of skill, tons of physical attributes, 
not enough showing me how they work together. That could click this year. We all hope it does. Deontay Johnson is who Deontay Johnson is. People could bash on his three drops all they want. Deontay Johnson is one of the best wide receivers in football and will remain one of the best wide receivers in football. In my opinion, deserves to be paid and is going to continue to show everyone just how good of a wide receiver he is. There's no issues when it comes to Deontay Johnson. The dude is a true wide receiver one in the NFL, a true wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, somebody that you could rely on time and time again. And yeah, those three drops are going to come back to bite him. But if he doesn't drop the ball three times in 2022, man, nobody should have anything negative to say about this guy. Rookies in George Pickens and Calvin Austin. Come on. The Steelers haven't had two rookie wide receivers this good since Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. And we didn't even know what was coming back then. You know what's coming with George Pickens. You've seen it. We've seen it. It took me one minicamp practice to say this guy is a superstar in the making. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out because I'm real passionate about how good George Pickens is going to be. And Calvin Austin plays like a big man who's 5'8". Those are two guys that you put the ball in their hands and they make things happen. And we haven't even talked about Pat Fryermuth because Pat Fryermuth in year one was great. But Pat Fryermuth in year two, the Steelers have a saying that second year jump is massive. That's when NFL stars are born. Pat Fryermuth is ready to take that second year leap. He's ready to show Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada and Alfredo that he's ready to be a star. He's the next Heath Miller. Whatever you want to say about him, he probably fits that mold. He's a dude who's going to be very reliable in the red zone. Mason Rudolph said it himself that every one of the quarterbacks knows that if Pat Fryermuth is one-on-one with somebody, they're giving him a chance because chances are he's coming down with that football. We've seen that. We're going to continue to see that. And then entering year four, Zach Gentry is a guy that you want on your sideline. He's finally developed into a tight end. The guy's huge. That's no secret. It never has been. But it took time to become more than a run blocker. This season, he looks like more than a run blocker. That's huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a lot of names we just listed off. And that's why you feel confident. A bad offensive coordinator could ruin a team. Good players can build one. And it might stink because the Steelers have been through this and Steelers fans have done this before, where they've watched guys like Randy Feekner and Keith Butler keep jobs because of their players' success, not because of how good they actually are. That might be what happens again. Hopefully, Mike Tomlin has learned from that in the past. And this is a different situation. Keith Butler and Randy Feekner had chemistry, had relationships with Mike Tomlin. Matt Canada doesn't seem to have either of those yet. They're developing, but still new. Butler's was attached. It was there. Players can keep a coach's job. We've seen that time and time again. I don't believe it's going to happen, but I do believe that the Steelers offense finds success this season, whether Matt Canada knows how to run it or not. And that's because this team is loaded to the gills. And if the offensive line can click, they'll be just fine. They will be just fine.